Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things joyous and playful in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and speaker. I am super jazzed today to be chatting with Don. He has been on our show before, and I'm super excited to have him back. And we are going to be talking a little bit about a project they're running in their district, which is just right up Well Played's sort of... uh, our world and uh, we're excited to have you along for the ride this is episode 45 don before we get started if you could give a brief introduction about yourself that would be fantastic hey, i am excited to be on the show uh my name is don sturm i am a tech integration specialist in morton illinois uh, dead center of the state i was a high school social studies teacher for 23 years and i've been doing this gig now for seven it's hard to believe it's been seven years but um my job we're a one-to-one ipad district so my job is to help teachers integrate the tech and it's become much more of an instructional coaching position than just solely tech so kind of like you kind of you kind of broadened it out there a little bit yeah i mean i think when tech especially now i mean it's just i don't think you can separate you know, it used to be even seven years ago, it was, what are you going to use the tech for three or four times a week, even though you had it one-to-one? Now it's just, it's everywhere. I mean, and I don't yeah. know how you can, I don't know how you could do my job well. I'm hoping I'm doing my job well, but I don't know how you could do it well without having the instructional strategies with the tech. So, yeah, I mean, uh, things have to be meaningful and manageable, I'm pretty certain. Yeah. Yep, would agree. And uh, tech definitely helps us do that. So what what sort of lands you here right now is your crazy brain decided you were going to gamify a little, a little PD, right? Yeah, and I would start by saying not just my crazy brain. Um, oh, he wants, he wants to blame it on others. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Get credit where credit is due. Um, no, we, um, I work with, so I work at the district level. There is a, an instructional coach for the junior high, Melissa Cruz, and an instructional coach for the high school, school Courtney Edelman. And I don't really know how it kind of came together. I know part of it was Stephanie Crawford, who is our service center, our regional office director of PD. Love Stephanie. She's yeah. been on the show. And she was, was on the show last week. Yes, and I haven't had a chance to listen yet. Oh, she told me a hundred times. I was, listen to the show, listen to the show. Yes. It's a good one. It is a good yeah. one. Everyone, listen uh, to the show. Uh, does she laugh? She does. That's my favorite part. Yes, I know. That's um, So it was one of those where we just kind of said, okay, let's do, let's demonstrate gamification by gamifying PD. And then that was, well, I mean, Stephanie is one who gamified PD at the district she came from. And so we just sat down and came up with a space theme and we are guiding teachers trying to use it not only as the game itself, but a model mm-hmm. for, you know, so the activities we're doing, it's like, Hey, you could do this in your classroom as well. So we're on week. I don't even know what week we're on three, four of the game. And, um, we've got, teams that you know i think probably your experience with doing it we have some teams that are really invested in it we have some teams that are every team is 
not everybody has done something, but every team has done something at this sure. point. And it was, it, it's new to all of us. Sure. Um, That's one of the things that I, I got to say is like an earmark for me of success is the fact that like across such a wide array that you're getting movement sort of across the district, right? Or across the building. Uh, and this is where I always sort of say like the house always wins in a gamified class because eventually others like if you if you stuck with it if you kept with this if you did something similar next year like those people who were the high flyers who felt like they loved it they they were sort of rewarded by by seeing their progress by you know achieving some things uh they're going to pull along some others and then eventually like we are built as humans to to want to sort of grow like it is in our dna uh and so when you're when you start to do that when you start to all right all right all right they're gonna okay i'll do this thing right but then all of a sudden they they feel the growth they do the next thing and then they do the next thing and i think that's where the challenges on our part and i mean i'm gonna be very honest about this i have not like i've been in all of the meetings where we've designed everything but melissa and courtney have done a lot of the work with the actual activities that are on the choice board mm -hmm. <laughs> they relegated your spreadsheet to me and that was a pretty daunting ta it's awesome but that was a pretty daunting task yeah. at first and so that's one of our challenges, though, is to make sure that what we're providing on the choice board or what we did provide is working toward that growth and yes. not just, I don't know, fluff or whatever you want to call it, like really making things that are like, what kind of personality are you? Um, do some self-reflection activity, you know, like those types of things to really get the teachers when they do those activities, they get done and they feel like they've made some kind of stride towards something different, uh, something that's going to help them grow. So you said you rolled out the space theme and uh, you have all sorts of groups. Uh, what's, what is, give us an example of sort of what's on the choice board and then what might happen. Like, okay, I'm in your district. I'm looking at the board. I want to do activity two. Like what happens? Walk me through that. So what the teachers do is they decide everything on our choice board is worth the same amount. That was hard to come up with activity. Like if I were to do it again, I think we would make different activities worth greater number of points. But is it too late? To, is it too late to add to that board? Well, that's what we've been doing with the kind of weekly challenges like things that are more than just the hundred points that are there. And we did really try to work on the choice board. Like they are roughly, we viewed the same amount of work, if you will. Um, it's probably not, I don't know. So I'm here's, having... here's, here's what I'm going to tell you guys. Like if you're going to do this again next year, uh, the, how do I say this? Like in, in my class, I guess I'll speak from personal experience. Then I can't be wrong. Right. Is that, is that a true statement? <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> like in, in my gamified class, my goal is to inspire them 
to be the best they can be. So I have left the notion of average, right? Like, in fact, I'm trying to get them to step away from average. And so the idea is on any quest, any activity that they have to do for my game, I don't tell them that like, this is what I need you to do and it is worth 200 points because the whole ethos around it is, I want you to do the best you can do. And I, I, I don't even know what that is. And so some kids come in and it's like, well, you know, it said make a map. So they got this little sheet of paper and they like drew a map on it. And you know, maybe, maybe they labeled everything properly and it's great. Okay, cool. I'll give you, I'll give you a hundred points for that. But like maybe the next kid like built it all out of Legos and like labeled it. I, like that's unbelievable. I was never going to like make you build it out of Legos. Like I was never going to say like that is the quest. And are those equal tasks? No. So I don't want to like lock myself into like, well, I have to give them both 200 because I just said making a map's 200. So kind of inspiring people to like dream big, do big, right? Uh, but I don't know if that works in a district game, but I'm just saying from my... And we were, I know, and I, I know exactly where we're coming from. Here's what I'm hoping happens. We've had, I'm not, I haven't answered your question yet that you asked me, but we've had a couple of teachers. Are I, you a politician? I, I, well, you know, I think three or four teachers who have said, hey, I'm interested in doing this in my class. And to me, what you just said is a great conversation to have with them. Like, okay, this is how we're doing it in our game. And we felt like we wanted to do it this way to give you this. Okay, this is worth 100 points. And then we have these different cards that they can, you know, we're using the um, the challenge card kind of thing. Like mm -hmm. if you do um, in the next one hour, like there was a PD day. So in the next one hour, anything that you submit is worth more three yeah. times the points or something like that we've stayed away from taking points away i, I do as well i okay. have very few items i have i have probably over 200 items in my game now i mean that has taken years so no one get freaked out about that okay, i was like, have oh, to do oh, that we have like five yep nope like <laughs> and i was at i was at five i think my whole first year so like keep in mind i've been doing this for a while but i think of 200 items there's like maybe four that take away points and I just don't put them in circulation all that often. Like they're pretty rare. They're one time use like so that they don't really imbalance the game too much. Okay. But so, your middle school kids really do like it when they're like, buzzing. I just took yeah. off some points from you. And that's where we honestly worried about adults who maybe weren't gamers. Yeah. Not understanding that and being like, you're kidding me. I spent X amount of time doing this and Bob played a card that took away half the points that I did. So it was like, ah, maybe we shouldn't do that. I mean, the language, done, the language I use in my, I'm sorry, you go. Oh no. I was just going to say, we've done like freezing that a certain, you can pick a group that is frozen for X amount of time. Um, that's a good one. You know, so we've experimented with those types of things. The language I use in terms of that, where somebody might be like, it seems unfair that like Jim can just play this card. Uh, I always talk about how the fairness rests in the system, 
not in the moment. So in the moment, you're like, looking only in this moment and you're saying, this is unfair. I worked hard. Jim took it from me. But like, how did Jim get the item? Oh, Jim worked hard on like six things to earn that item. Like, did you have access to those six things? Like, could you have done that quest? Like, oh, you could, you could have? Like, so do you have the item to play back on Jim? If you do, now's a great time to play it. And I, I do like that idea. I know as Stephanie was helping us, I was thinking back to games where, I mean, like Uno or uh, Sorry. Sorry is a Sorry is a great example. The, I mean, the game is brutal. There. And I used to love to just make that person go all the way back to the beginning. And it is that same way. I don't know. It We don't look at it as we might get a little bit upset but it's not unfair and when i was teaching my kids that game it was like no that's part of that's the part game. of the game that's yeah just, that's another another tip i'd give any of your teachers or your guys even for the district design i don't have anything i think this is a true statement that affects an individual so you know the spreadsheet that there's the individual like page where you can like see all your your yep. participants and you can say oh for this task they got 50 points but uh, there's another page called the control panel page, and there's a spot yep. that's, that's in yellow that you can see all the teams, and that is the only place that I let them take points from. So, like, that teacher that's like, I spent all that time, you know, making my portfolio, and I got 100 points for it. I don't want Jim to play a card, and it just says that Michael Matera is down to zero points because Jim played a card. <laughs> I'm still going to show that I made 100 points, but my team went down 100 yeah, that's because... A good because uh, so, you know Jim played a card, um, yeah, and I like that. So like the the individual leaderboard can still reflect like I've done so many tasks, I'm at a hundred points, but a card was played that hurt my team. Okay, and so on that on that spreadsheet, you can just adjust that, and it doesn't hit the individuals. It, yeah, and that's a good idea. I guess I hadn't. I was thinking of it taking off from the individual perspective, but that is a, that is a good so, idea. So I don't like to do that because I try to tell my students, I actually try to make the analogy that XP is like learning, right? Like you gained that XP down by doing a quest. You did something amazing. You tried really hard or whatever, and you got a hundred points. Now today I can't say like, Don, you know, like you did something wrong. So I'm going to like take away you, it literally XP stands for experience points. Like you, that'd be like me saying, Don, I don't like what you're saying on this podcast, so I'm gonna make it so you forget how to read. <laughs> like, no, you you can't like take away their learning. Like that's your experience. You got yeah. it. And like, if you're ticking me off today, like there's nothing I can do. Like you you've earned those points. Yeah, like, you've I, got those points. Like I don't want to take that away. Uh, but I do like a little bit of monkeying and manipulating, which I like oh. hitting that hitting that team level so that you personally can still be at the points you locked in, but the team level. And you know what's, what's interesting? I have enjoyed the game master part of it. Yes. Because, and, and we will, we just had a meeting today, uh, the three of us. And I mean, it was like an hour and a half, if not two hours of like strategy. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, we just talked about, okay, what do we do? Like, where are we at with the game right now? And it is like you're like the puppet master, like pulling. But what I love like, is, look what you talked about. Like, you really, I, I just think, and I'm horribly biased here, but you're on well played, so I can I can be biased here. But like, 
I just think when you get into it, when you finally get over the hump of what is it and how does it work, when you're in the thick of it like you are, you're talking about really good teaching. You're talking about really good design. You're literally yeah. sitting there talking about like what could, how could we like push our teachers this way? How can we move them towards this? How can we get them to enjoy and interact a little bit? Like all sorts of things, right? Both professionally and personally. Uh, you're thinking we talk about whole child. You're thinking about like that whole adult. Like what is it that's going to make them sort of the best for your district, your moment? And I think what is interesting for me is I was not, I wouldn't consider myself a gamer. I mean, don't have I, to I like games, but it's, it's really Stephanie and Dan that have turned me on to games yes. that I, I, I never really played before. And I struggle with them. Like I really have to think about, I mean, sure. you get somebody like Dan who sits down and I don't know how he knows. Well, and you're the same way. Like you, you know, thousands of games and I don't even understand that there is this gaming mind. So I didn't have that. And now I'm starting to build that confidence. Like, Oh, I kind of, it is, it is like anything else. Like, and I fully empathize with where you're at, but I can tell you it is, it's like learning a language. Like you eventually start to see those connections and, and it's just there. And I remember, when I started in the hobby of board games, one of the least favorite things to do, you know that box that just showed up on your porch is a game, and you know it's a good game, but ugh, there's like a 10-page rule book I have to read. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to read it. And it was like a foreign language to me. You know, you're reading, you're like, I don't even understand it. I actually have to get the game out, and I have to like pretend I'm doing the things it's saying. And now I can like cold read a, a, a direction sheet, and it makes all sense to me. Like. And, but and but just that, from, that took time. Well, and just from playing some of the games that I played, there are certain, I mean, game types. Like, oh, this is. I mean, one of my favorite games, and I had is, is Secret Hitler. That's a great one. That's a it, great hidden role game. But it took me forever to figure. No, I still don't have it figured out. Because if we sat down and played it right now, I'd be like, okay, now remind me. What I always lose those. So anybody listening, Secret Hitler is a social deduction game, which means like we all have hidden roles and some people in here are bad, bad guys and they know who the other bad guys are. But then there's the good guys who don't know who the good guys are. And every round you're kind of like making choices, hoping that the good guys win if you're on the good guy's side. But you're trying to like figure out who's the good guy. Who can I trust at this table? Super yeah. awesome. There's lots of games like this. Uh, I tend to lose those games not and i contend not because i'm bad at it but i'm the guy that wants i want everyone to love games i think games are amazing so we'll play secret hitler and i'm the guy that wants to like teach everybody at the table so even though like my role might be the same as don's but let's say everybody's sitting at the table and they're super quiet and no one's like no one's bringing any personality everybody's nervous like i'm yep. doing it right I'll bring the personality, but then because I brought the personality, everybody's like, you must be the bad guy. You're like pointing the fingers at everybody. I'm like, I'm only doing that because like no one's doing anything. Well, I mean, there was this, we were playing at one of the conferences and one of the um, women that was playing, she just kept saying, I don't understand this. I don't understand this. And she would make these moves. And I'm like, I don't, understand. she has no idea what she's doing. Made me feel good. It was she all an act. She was a mastermind. Oh, she knew exactly what she was doing. And then I'm like, okay, I was the one that people could make fun of. 
Yep. Like, well, that's I happened to me too. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's happened uh, to me too. I love it. But these these are interaction moments that I love, and this is what games bring, which, you know, even when you add that whole PD level, that you're putting them in little cohorts, little teams, and I think that's so awesome that they have somebody to kind of like rely on. If it wasn't Corona, like a team would go out for like a beer together. Like that's super yep. fun, you know? Yeah. No. Um, and then I like when you really lean into being that game designer and being okay with it. Balancing the levers of curricular or goals that you have with the reality of like human connection. So, yep. you know, all of a sudden in your game, give them a hundred points. Totally not fair compared to the work that, you know, Jim did, but like give them a hundred points for like the team going out for coffee together. You know, like if, you know, if the team does a social event, takes a photo and tweets it, hundred points, you know, like, mm -hmm. and that's cool to have that balance of, and I learned how to, you know, do something, right? So like you can have the learning moments, but also the human moments. Well, and for us, three of us being on as kind of game masters, and again, me kind of taking more of that backseat to it, but even there, it's different philosophies. Like we have one who says, okay, I think for this one, it would be good to provide an example. Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, oh, no, let's not do an no. example. Because if you do an example, but then it's like, no, I think for this one, we may be neat. So it's good to have three people that kind of bounce ideas off of each other um, to try to make a game. Because even though we're running a separate one for the junior high and a separate one for the high school, they're really one in the same. We we next year I could see us putting them all together. Sure. But at this point it was let's let's run the buildings are different enough that we're gonna you know run them as separate games. So, but you your original question was so like I pick something on the choice board. I get the directions to that. It's just a simple Google Slides. Well, give us oh. an example. What's one thing on the choice board? Um, take a personality test. Okay. Take this personality test and then post your results, but then comment on those results. Get self-reflect on those comments. Mm -hmm. um, and then we are using, and this was a, a Stephanie suggestion. I were loving it at this point. They post on Padlet. Mm-hmm. So there are columns for each of the teams. Um, our teams are the shuttles. Uh, it was interesting because the one team right away is like, we're the challenger. And, you know, I know it was, and we're like, well, you know, pre at the start of challenger. So yeah, what it could have been. Yeah. So then they put their, they put it in Padlet and our thought was that gives everybody the ability. We can have a challenge down the road. That is, look at what others have posted and do something with We don't know what that's going to be, but we're looking at that. But they post it, and then that's where we let them know that points have been um, recorded. And we, do, we have a Google site built where the choice board lives, the leaderboard lives, everything lives. And then there's also like any kind of weekly challenges that we might have. Um, and that's kind of how we have it set up. It's a very, that's awesome. I, I mean, I say very basic, but I, we put a lot of work into 
getting it set up so that it's easy for them to interact with. It's not overboard for people that aren't gamers. You know, it's not, there's not 50 different moving parts that they have to go to. No, user experience is a, is an important piece. I mean, thinking through how your users are going to feel at any given moment, what frustration points they might have. You want it to be, as easy to understand right like you want the game and what you're asking them to do to be so understandable that there's no weight to that yeah and then that frees them up to like put that energy towards the activity right but if there's if they're already coming at you 15 minutes into clicking and not understanding then to ask them now now go take this personality test for 15 minutes and then reflect on it it's like uh yeah we so. did a we did a fun like kind of side quest. It was during uh, the PD PD day half a day. They went over the announcement and said one person from each team needs to report to you know astronauts. One person from the team needs to report to the gym, and then they had a free throw contest. Completely, you know, just free throw contest. Winner got X number of points, but. Then it went down to now as a team, you get extra points for going back and working on some of the team challenges that were in there. So we're trying to put things That's that awesome. are they're, they're not just everything is about like it's the game. I don't even know how to say that, but it's not about the content all the time. It's some things are just nope. You want fun. that humanistic side for sure. For and it was sure. funny because some our principal at the high school was a basketball player. They didn't know they're like, uh, they didn't send her. Well, the person they sent, I mean, I don't think did as well. And so the principal was like, oh, if I would have known that. But that was the fun of the game. You didn't. Yep, you it, don't know. Yeah. You don't know what that's going to be. I love it. Well, Don, it is time for reflection time, believe it or not. So I'm going to give you a quote. Are you ready for this? I think I am. All right. This, I think it works really well with what we're talking about. Uh, this is never stop learning because life never stops teaching. How's that hit you? Um, a lot like my philosophy overall. Like nice. it, it, I, life doesn't, it's always changing. It's never, it's never this straight line. Even if we wanted it to be, it's never this straight line. And if you don't keep doing something with your brain, it's just, you stall. You. I'm with you. For me, this quote uh, is, I don't know, it's, I guess, a little bit perfect. Um, I think there's always something to be learning and growing. And I think when you do that, when you get into the habit of growing, learning, whether that's new tools, new ideas, read a new book, uh, there's there's sort of an intoxication. Like, you want to do it again. You want to do more. And, like, uh but you have to be open to that. You have to realize that life is always teaching you all around us. So I love it. Uh, Don, thank you again so much for choosing to come on to Well Played. We love having you in this community. I love hearing about how your game is going for the district. Well, thank you for having me on. Uh, I always enjoy it. <laughs> no problem. Once again, everybody, I'm Michael Matera, and this is Well Played, and we're part of the On Podcast Media Network. Definitely check out some of their stuff on their website. 
And as always, stay connected, share your ideas, and check us out on my YouTube channel. And everybody, enjoy your week and play on.